Hello everyone, this is the RBS Podcast. Thank you for joining us, previous listeners and new listeners. Today, again, we have a quick, short BS episode, non-canon, with myself, Brady, and then our creative director, Stez. Thank you. Great intro. How are you today, Stez? Not too bad, not too bad. It's a a pretty, pretty chilly morning. It's getting a little cold, you know. Have right. to get into pleasantries like, or anything. It's like 53, 54 here today. Yeah, what's 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 the weather like over here? Let me let me check. Not that it matters to anybody else. Probably like seventy. No, like fifty-eight. Oh wow. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting nipply, as we like to say. Very nipply. <laughs> I don't mind it. I like layering up. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I love I love this time of year. Like once it starts getting cold, the leaves are changing. It's just like yeah. You know, yeah, if you don't live in California, you can have bonfires, you know. That is the that kind of a really nice part about Virginia in the fall is it changes colors and it stays so like beautiful. that for a while. Virginia has so like a really beautiful. nice fall time. Yeah. Oh, my Especially God. Driving like through Shenandoah. Skyline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Driving through Skyline during the fall is amazing. Like, it's I really beautiful. enjoyed our, our trips, you know, when we were driving through the Northwest. Like, that's like yeah. one of my ideal, like habitats like it's so beautiful like i love it yeah forests mm-hmm. and everything but yeah something about um our kind of like southern eastern uh like fall season is so beautiful it's just so many colors like i love the mm-hmm. like you said the pack northwest area but it's just different shades of green yeah <laughs> you know exactly. like, that's all it is it's just <laughs> like you get dark green light green maybe some mist there here and there but like <laughs> that's it. during the fall virginia is like so many colors. So people many, yeah. People would never understand. It's like those screens or like those wallpapers that you see in, you know, that you can download. Yeah. It's like high definition, like fall ones. Like that's what Virginia looks like during the fall. Yeah, it's exactly. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's like that. Gorgeous. There's like this chunk of like Virginia to like Georgia kind of in that yeah. area. Mm-hmm. All throughout there. You just have, because it's all it is, it's like fields of trees and plains and stuff so so beautiful <laughs> yeah. that fucking uh what is it 17 when, when you to like 95 right oh yeah driving from really so nice beautiful <laughs> yeah it's such a beautiful drive especially around this time of year so you just get the fucking hills and then the colors of the trees it like it looks beautiful yeah. and then you drive to bealton and then you're like eh. and then <laughs> and, and then you get back to you know <laughs> then it gets beautiful again <laughs> Yeah, go through built into the McDonald's and Seven Eleven. It is looking nicer because they're adding they like they added right. a, a new sheets there, and there's like something else. You know, it's it's a little bit better. I think they were. Oh, sorry, the right aid's not there anymore. And stuff. Yeah, the right aid I used to work at's not there. Yeah, it's gone. I forgot. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, I guess we could talk <laughs> about our first topic. Um, yeah, yeah. Which would be topics? movies. Gotcha. Yeah, we can we I'll can talk those. about movies because Stez is a rat, uh, an avid movie enjoyer, and I just I happen did. to watch them when I feel like them. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I thought you were gonna say, and Stefan, you know, is a rapper, so he loves <laughs> movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like start with a rap, and yeah, I was, I was like, are you say like rapid movie watcher or something? But well, that, I, that I would mean also... like he's speed watching movies. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I do. I mean, there definitely are people that do that, for sure. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I am also an aspiring screenwriter and filmmaker. Exactly. Get all well. the all the knowledge you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and get all the inspirations. Exactly. So the movie that I watched, I, I don't even really know why I, I clicked on it because, like, I've seen plenty of war movies and not that I have anything against them. It's kind of just like a lot of them are very similar because they're usually all about World War Two most of the time. Yeah, yes. Sad, um, sadly, yes. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> this one was another one. It was on Netflix. It's called All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, oh, yeah. the It's the... Uh... It's a book by uh, yeah, fucking uh, Orson um, Welles, right? Not Orson yeah. Welles. Fucking, uh, uh, <laughs> he's the director. Uh, uh, I forget what his goddamn name oh is. Oh, my God. Why am I bl- But, yes, the, it's a very famous book. Go, go ahead. Sorry. But go um, ahead. it does have it, – it's pretty It's pretty cool because it's from uh, a German boy's perspective, Paul, mm-hmm. and, like, his classmates, uh, like, quickly enlist into the army to, like, serve, you know, Germany. And – it's got a very like just the tone throughout the whole entire movie. Like at the beginning of it, it's very uplifting and uprising because, um, and that's kind of like what the whole movie is sort of getting at is like the critique and the idea of nationalism. And because mm. they're so like hyped to like go serve for their country. And like um, Paul, the main character, even like basically has one of his friends just uh, forge their parents' signature so that he can, like, go and enlist and everything. And his mom didn't want him to, and I don't even know if he talked to his dad about it, whatever. And, right. Um, so it shows, like, they're all, like, hyped about this, you know? And, you know, that's not usually, like, a thing that you would see. Like, there are some people definitely they are proud to be serving and everything like that, but, like, joining a war, like, so quickly, and, like, they're like, yes, this is going to be, like, epic, like shit and we're gonna be like legends for this essentially um and then it like quickly turns into like that's not what war is at all like it's scary fucking shit nobody really cares about you <laughs> like you're, you're right. on your own kind of um kind of similar to like come and see like what, what we saw. yeah sort of yeah and what's his name uh the dude that's in inglorious bastards the famous sniper daniel Bruhl. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, he's in there and he's kind of like one of the uh, German like officials that's basically trying to get the treaty uh, with the French forces um, Mm. and like stop this, the trench fighting and everything. And it goes through a bunch of that, which like the the action and it's pretty sick, you know, some pretty uh, violent moments, you know, kind of like saving Private Ryan-esque kind of shit. So Mm -hmm. definitely detailed and good. And, you know, it it quickly like... has that shift from the like classmates and they're like hyped and they're like going on to they're like getting transported out to go to the lines and then they're like okay we need these vehicles to like help bring like all these injured people back you fuckers like march all the way up so then they're like marching and then they get like um bombarded by like some mortars and stuff and then they like take into action it's just like boom 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 starts happening and then it's like you could see in paul like he's already starting to realize like holy fuck like my commanding officer basically said like i wasn't gonna survive by the night because he made him march like with his gas mask the entire time (laughs) so like he was like you're not gonna last like if you're like almost dying from this um so it's kind of a um kind of a good film because it's you you see him go from like so excited to like this is fucking awful and then he turns into like a soldier where he's very just like I I'm just getting this done so I can go home and a lot of connecting with his fellow squad and like there's a a, a good like 
camaraderie camaraderie between all of them mm-hmm. uh which is sweet to see like uh and it's all in german as well so it's nice to see like some of uh like I guess some of the professions that some of those guys are in before they were enlisted and all this stuff oh, versus just yeah. like this kid. Uh, like one of them was like a shoemaker or something and he had like a wife and a, a child that had passed. So he just wants to get home to get to his wife because that's like all that he really has in this life. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to see some of that stuff. And then, you know, Paul transitioning into like being the kind of message of like just being a soldier like that's all he knows how to do now essentially and that other guy i forget what his name is that he's talking with the wife and the child that had died he's like that's all i know how to do is like be a soldier he's like when i get back like do i even know if i'm going to be able to be a shoemaker or shoe repairman again like mm. you know i i don't know that like this is all i know how to do for like a couple of years so it's it was really interesting to see uh the transition of the character because um he goes through like parts where he's killing people but then he has like one or two like close up like encounter kills and like one of them he basically like is getting pushed into the mud like drowning and uh and then he ends up like flipping the guy over and like stabbing him like probably eight nine times like in his chest and like heart area and he's like in like a huge like just mortar divot like in the battlefield and um and he has to like he and then he starts like freaking out and like having that shock moment because it was such a personal kill versus just shooting someone uh, mm. like in the trenches or something like that didn't really seem to affect him. But now that it was something that was a little bit later on and like understanding like his uh, squad mates and like, you know, seeing that they're people as well, obviously. And then he like goes and kills this guy like super up close and he like is in like complete shock and then starts like trying to like help the guy like you know stop the bleeding and like console him before he dies um so he has like this huge shock then and then the war is basically over but then like one of the commanding officers or whatever is like trying to send them back out again because that commanding officer was trying to go against like what the higher-ups were doing um so it kind of goes into that and just like kind of psychologically you can see everything that's happening like in his head and like he's getting fucked. Yeah. So it's yeah. a different it's kind of a, a similar take, but definitely a different take because um it was on the German side and like yeah. he's kind of realizing like throughout that he's like we're the fucking bad guys. <laughs> and like so that, you know, that, people are, yeah, like we're the, kind of the, the bad Mitchell guys Lutz and like kids. what am I what am I actually doing this for? Are like, we the baddies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like kind of him realizing like when he was talking to the other guy, like what what am I gonna do like after this? And his his friend was like, You better fucking go back to university and like, you know, finish that and you know, do something good with your life. He's like, All I am is a shoemaker, uh, outside of being a soldier. So he's like, You're young, like you need to go do something else this is not who you want to be so it's pretty pretty crazy um and spoilers you know at the end he he ends up dying and it kind of shows a cycle of another kid that looks like similar to him basically doing the same job that he was at the beginning of like collecting Mm -hmm. like dog tags off of the dead bodies in the trenches so it's like yeah just starting all over again Mm -hmm. and there was and, and like when he died he he was basically like in one of those like trench bunkers and was like fighting one other guy and uh 
and they kind of had like this stare off and like he was kind of almost just going to be like you know you can you can just leave and like I'll go about my my shit and then uh one of the other french dudes like was actually in the like bunker behind him and came up and stabbed him with a bayonet through the heart mm. i was like ah damn <laughs> mm. i was like damn he's showing like that hum- humanity again he's like you know what like i don't want to kill this guy the same way that i killed the last guy like stabbing him through the fucking heart like right on top of him and he's like all right you know we're cool right and then dies damn so kind of tragic mm-hmm. but it was enjoyable um and I'm seeing it's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, not not bad. Not Definitely bad, good visuals bad. as well. So, I mean, that's kind of just how it is with war movies, though. They usually have to have some good visuals in order to uh, entice you even more. Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> if there's, like, no action, you know, it's kind of just boring. Oh, especially for a war movie. Yeah, because I mean, like, like the come stories, and see, does it have any the, action? Most of the stories and everything have been told already. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come I and think... see has no action and in, in, like it can get very slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's why like you and I like the Pacific a lot is because it focuses on a different side of the war that like really wasn't you know focused put on into too the much. spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it wasn't as glamorous as like the the the. Uh, um, what, what you want to call it, like the Western campaigns, right? In Europe, right? Exactly. Because, you know, they're rolling into towns on tanks, and, you know, getting, you know, re- rescuing, like freeing these villages, you know. So they're like giving them like parades and shit. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you go to like the fucking Pacific campaign, <laughs> and, and they're just see, like dying the... in jungles, dealing with guerrilla warfare. You know, yeah, guerrilla warfare, just disease, famine. <laughs> exactly, just shitty, shitty. You know, just you got the other wet. side. Yeah, you know, the people in Europe are like drinking wine, you know, having these beautiful women, and then in the Pacific they're like fucking, you know, in a jungle. <laughs> they're like yeah, getting showered or like legit, stealing shoes from others. Always wet or moist. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, just awful. Like, Everybody's dying. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, why it's not as good. Was like, man, if they like. If they had seen in the West what they were doing, they were like, these guys are fucking idiots. They're just running at them, like, you know, up on a beach and shit. It's like, we should attack them from, you know, another angle. Like, us, we have to deal with people that are hiding in the jungle, and mm-hmm. we have to patrol this jungle. So we can't really do much about The that. jungle that they know way better than we do as well. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, it's terrifying. So they, yeah. Well, that's that's why I think people enjoyed and think that Band of Brothers is better. And it kind of is than Pacific because like the camaraderie is just so strong in Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. and you can't have that in the Pacific because everybody fucking died. Yeah, most, most <laughs> like it's and then the, like and there's just so many characters that like you know like oh this is gonna be a main character oh no he, he's dead yeah you're like oh this dude's <laughs> like, looking cool he's like lasted like thirty minutes of this oh he's dead. Like, John Bernthal's and his whole, like, family, you're like, oh, yeah, like, these these are going to be, like, the, the guys that you're going to fight. Oh, they're they're all dead. <laughs> Except for that one guy who becomes a badass and then comes goes back to the war and then dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I forgot, I forgot his name. It was, like, Barcelona or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That dude, yeah. Pacific was, was very good. Yeah, it was very interesting because we don't see that side. I agree. Yeah, I think for... I mean, hopefully for some people it was more eye-opening of like, wow, like these guys actually got the worst end of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Having to go into the jungle. Awful. Um, So we can move on to your movie that you watched. 
Oh, yeah. That's the right. The new one that everybody wants to go see. I saw people just, like, being, you know, weird and doing chance at the movie theaters for this really okay. yeah that's so, that's so embarrassing <laughs> it's okay i saw a black panther wakanda forever uh it, it was uh oh absolutely okay yeah I, it, uh, yeah 100 percent, absolutely just okay <laughs> it was very much just like down the it's hard for me to say because i am not black uh as you if you don't know uh, I'm, I'm not black, so uh, it just like there's no like connection for me there, right? Right. Because there, you know, for some people, the first movie meant a lot, and I realized that when I was like sitting in the movie, I was like, I forgot how big like the first Black Panther was like culturally for black people. Like it was a very big, like it, like a big movie, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, monumental for 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 black people, but and then so the second one, you know, it carries a lot of weight, but I feel like. But it, like it carries a lot of weight, but they do have the unfortunate uh, circumstance of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, right? And yeah. that really kind of like it was he, the reason why was it took so long to come out as well. Yeah, exactly. And then how do you create a sequel series when your main character is dead, or the main actor for your character is dead? You can't recast them because that's a little tasteless, right? It's too mm-hmm. soon. And you want to continue the franchise, so I think what they did, they handled it really well. They kind of referenced like a sickness that Chadwick Boseman was going through. At the, I don't know exactly what he died from, but I knew it was like some, I believe it was a heart disease. And the, that's the same thing happened with uh, T'Challa, you know? Uh, so right. the, it, it like opens with like him dying and like the funeral. And it, like the movie is basically like, he's still very much part of the movie. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he's very much part of the movie. Like he's still kind of a character. Like his presence is still there. They do a good job with that. Where like, his death impacts the entire movie. It, it, it's about still about T'Challa at the end of the day because it's about his death and his family dealing with that grief. Right. Right. Um, so there were some good moments like that. The movie is two hours and 45 minutes. Way too long. Way, way too fucking long. They should have cut some parts out. They, they have way too many characters. Uh, I will say though, uh, they did a good job with the Ironheart character because instead of just making it like, because they're like, uh, yeah, uh, MCU's love uh, MacGuffin characters, MacGuffins in general. Like the movies always have, and uh, if you don't know, MacGuffin is like an object in movies that uh, the characters chase after. It's was well, coined by Alfred Hitchcock back in the day, but uh, so the MCU's always love their MacGuffins, right? Like the Infinity Stones or. Right, Infinity Gem, Infinity Stones, or whatever they're called. Can't think right now. Or like in this case, it was like the scientist who like created this uh, vibranium detecting machine, and the scientist ended is uh, Riri Williams, who's the character Ironheart in the comic books. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a clever way of using a MacGuffin to introduce a character. Like I, I like I like that aspect of it. But then they have to establish her origin story, her character, as well as the villain. Who I didn't even get to? Who's Namor? Who's like one of my favorite characters in Marvel because he's a dick, and I love that <laughs> about him. Like <laughs> Namor is like he's. It's hard to call him a super like a hero because he does good things, but it's usually out of his own personal interest, and that's why right. like sometimes he's a villain, and that's why I love I love his character because he plays both sides, and he just but it's whatever serves him the best. You know, he doesn't give mm-hmm. a shit about other people all he cares about is himself and his kingdom that he rules and it's like i really like that and i find him a nice uh parallel to reed richards because he's a a fantastic four villain and i think 
much like a Batman's villains, all of his villains are uh, um, like a, a mirror of himself, a, ref, a certain reflection of, of of like of Bruce's like tor- trauma or like or his personality, right? Two right, faces, yeah. like you know, Batman is basically Two Face, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Penguin represents his like the aristocrat st- side of him, right? The rich, pompous side of Gotham that's also corrupt, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. The the scarecrow represents his fear, you know. That you can get into it, right? And then so for me, Reed Richards has some of the best villains because his villains kind of reflect that. And it's like Doom is like very very much yeah. just you know Reed Richards <laughs> essentially, but if he was evil and then or exactly. or a dick, and then same thing with Namor. It's the same thing. Like they're very similar characters, but like it's if Reed Richards was kind of a they dick. They just took different paths. In <laughs> life. Exactly. Different paths. That's it. Like Namor yeah. is a leader, you know. Fan, uh, Reed Richards is a leader. You know, you, you can make parallels. I, I'm making very shallow uh, <laughs> comparisons right now, but yeah, that's what. But just to show you how much like I really like and appreciate Namor's character, and this movie does not really do him justice, and it's a little disappointing because mm-hmm. they spent so much like time on him too. So it's just like, uh, like. <laughs> I see what they were trying to do. There was a parallel between his, like, Namor and his people, and then uh, T'Challa and his, or the the like the Wakandans and the the I forgot what they called like the Atlanteans, you know, and because the, mm-hmm. they're like Mayan people who also spoilers they took the herb, you know, the similar herb that um, the Black Panther takes to get their powers. Right. Yeah. The Namor's people took to be able to breathe in the ocean. Like they, they. That's how they get all their powers. Is like an ancestor gotcha. like turned it into like a drink and spread it around, and all these people drink it. Sorry, I hit the mic. All the people drank it, and they, um, and they all became fish people. So it's like connecting and making parallels between their two cultures. I get it, mm-hmm. but still make Namor a dick. You know, like his character was too sympathetic. Which they were trying to, you know, you have to do, but I don't know. Yeah, I, f- I get. <laughs> there was a way to make him one of the best villains. I don't know how. I am not. I, you know, I, I'm. I didn't get paid. There you is know, a way to, to yeah. I, you know, I'm not getting paid, so I'm not going to think too hard about it. But there's a way to make him a, a very interesting and great character. Like, wait, you can make him one of the best MCU villains and set him up right as just like mm-hmm. not. He's not a big villain like Thanos or King or whatever, but he's just a great character that's like they'll hop in and out of stories wherever you can right and you'll just and you don't know if he's gonna sometimes he'll be teaming up with you sometimes you'll have to be fighting him exactly but then they just kind of like uh wasn't it there was kind of like that dynamic in arrow like in the first couple of seasons you know because with john uh, barrowman's character exactly yeah yeah. so i i kind of like that you know i mean one it gives the character some longevity and flexibility Mm -hmm. And it, um, it, but it broadens the world, right? It's not like yeah, exactly. it's this big event and these people. That's it. You know, it's like oh, there's a little bit more to it. But, yeah, everything's so kind of like most of the time like open and shut. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But yeah, so that that was my gripes with it. It's it's okay. There's some good action scenes in it. The characters are like it's well acted. You know, it's it's a Marvel movie, so like. You know, it's bare, at the bare minimum. It's still a decent watch, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't be too mad at a Marvel movie. I mean, they all have a certain bar that they hit at least. Yeah, and it's, it's most of yeah. yeah. If you already, if you like all Marvel movies, you're gonna like you know them all. Continue from this point on. It's just whether or not you get burnt out from them because the quality mm-hmm. hasn't changed. Now, nothing has really changed. Though. They've been pretty static. It's just whether you still enjoy it. You know. 
Correct. Which is where Marvel should start. And they are, you know, they're doing the shows and all the other stuff. They're like, you know, they're they are changing, but yeah, yeah, true, indeed. I guess I'm just tired of the discourse around it. You know, I just I'm done for sure. <laughs> but it was a good movie. Uh, didn't star Kate Blanchett though, so. Yeah, that's kind of knocks off some points automatically. Mm-hmm. It was missing <laughs> missing one piece, and that piece was Kate Blanchett. <laughs> but then, but I just realized the Black Panther did deal with Daniel Brühl in Civil War, so it kind of ties to your first your movie. Yeah, and then kind of what can tie into our next topic would be in the MC universe. You know, Thor, gods. God of War. Uh, I, I legitimately was blanking out. I was like, where, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> this is my topic, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking yeah, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I was so, like, wow. Wow, that's... What, where is he going with this? the new God of War. How long have you been... How long have you been... Uh, last time I saved, which was last night, 26, 26 hours into it. I'm almost nice. done. I, I, I'm, like, right at the last act. Like, I can I could tell because I'm, like, ramping up for, like, a big battle. Uh, nice, nice. It's good. Really good. Uh, there are some complaints, but like, I don't know. I have to finish it first before I can really like speak too much about it. Right. In terms of like. And then see like, see how much you can do after you finish as well. Like, cause that's part of the, like of the conversation or like when you're talking about a game, kind of like, or reviewing a game, I guess, like part of it is like incompletion. Right. Like, how much, uh, like, is there replayability? How much, uh, you know, like, content is there after the campaign is done, right? Th- that type of thing. How much is there mm-hmm. to do? So, uh, uh, th- you know, that aspect, I can, I guess I'll get to when I finish it in two days or whatever. <laughs> D- doesn't God of War normally have stuff you can do afterwards? Uh, yeah. you, it's, it's, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's stuff that's necessarily afterwards you could do it all before you finish i'm pretty sure yeah like all the side missions yeah and stuff. yeah i'm pretty sure you can do it all like before you finish the game. i could be wrong about that i don't know if there was like stuff that you can only do after you finish the game i have no idea but this i think that's jay was doing like side missions like while he was so like, going through everything much side missions there's so much yeah. <laughs> and in, in a good way in a very good way because the first one there was side missions very sparsely in, in like in between, like when you're traveling with the Treus, like every now and then you'll find stumble across like a side mission, and there's probably maybe like ten. This one, it's like, it's a lot. It's like it's almost overwhelming. But it, like it got to the point where I had to make a conscious decision yesterday to just like focus on the main storyline. I was like, I'm gonna do the side missions later because there's too many. Like because I like to, like these type of games, I like to 100 percent like get everything and you know get all the achievements in it for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get a little frustrated when I come across something that uh, like I haven't unlocked yet, or you know, like I need to go back. Yeah. It, it's the 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 what do you call it in the Metrovania type of thing, right? Like you, like oh, like I haven't gotten this item to unlock this th- thing yet, so I have to come back to it later on. So I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait until I finish the game, and then I don't know if there's a new game plus mode yet. Hopefully there is. <laughs> I really hope so in this day and age uh, that yeah. they, they release it like. Like they do, they they have new game plus at release, but I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that way I, I want to finish the storyline, then go back and do all the side missions, and then one hundred percent. Yeah, do the completionist. Because I also feel like there's a lot of stuff that would be in, more interesting in hindsight. 
like come back to it after finishing the game because there's like i just got to like a big twist slash reveal and it's like oh okay like i want to go back and see like all those little hints towards it because i i I put one together already and i was like oh that that was cool that was a nice little like hint (laughs) like and you know and then they they kind of throw it back at your face at the the, when they do the reveal and it's like oh shit it was like they like they made it so obvious right at the beginning it's the writing in it is so fucking good it's so good yeah, from what I've seen, it it definitely looks good. Like, all the cutscenes and stuff, like, as there are a lot of them, like we were talking about just before we started recording, like, yes. it, it does seem like there's a lot of them, but I, from my point of view, it seems like that's kind of a good thing for God of War, as there's a lot of lore to it, yeah. that, you know, and this one, from kind of what I got from Jay as well, it's kind of, like, opens you up into, like, different worlds, like, as you progress, so just kind of, like got to have a lot of you know context for where you're at and what's going on Mm -hmm. i think it's all i think it's fine for that kind of a game and if you already know like norse mythology it's also even more rewarding because their little takes and interpretation of like the old like sagas is it's refreshing and just cool to see how they they tackle it like the birth Mm -hmm. of yogan monder like that, that was really cool like their interpretation of the birth of it it was like oh okay like uh, that's it's cool how would you say the uh the gameplay is like the fighting dodging uh, pairing solid it's the same it, it's i want to say it's not the same as the first one they changed yeah I a little bit not, but it's a little bit different uh, like i heard the parry's harder to use or just no not as good no it, it it's more clunky to use the pairing well okay because okay there's there's two different types there's like a deflect with like perfectly time time deflecting that you can then go into attack because it'll stun them and then there's mm-hmm. also like this move that you can do where you double tap l1 and then as they're attacking you can stun them and it, so that's kind of like a pairing so it's mm-hmm. it's like it's still the same but it just added on top of it they added like another mechanic on top of it that's a little bit more clunky gotcha but it's interesting because the gameplay kind of evolves from the first one because like the first one you know you have the leviathan axe and then eventually you unlock the blades of chaos right Mm -hmm. and then which is cool is that they they implement moves from the original god of war trilogy in when you use the blade of chaos like your combos from the uh some of the combos from the first game yeah it's still it's still translate in the game it's like that's cool kind of similar to this one where some of your combo moves translate over to the next game but they're more simplified so it's like kratos is still evolving right he doesn't like how a lot of sequels when they go to the next game they lose all their upgrades or they suddenly forget everything right like kingdom hearts does it all the fucking time you relearn everything yeah it's so fucking annoying but this one it's like (laughs) you're not starting from ground zero it's just you're evolving your character's Mm -hmm. gotten stronger so like your combos and certain your moves are still there that you unlocked in the first game it's just the buttons more like the basic moves exactly and the buttons are a little bit more different my mm-hmm. only gripe is like they took away the execution move and that was my favorite thing. Except like, oh, like you yeah. would hold on like the execution cleave move, you would hold R two and you would do this giant sweep like cleave with the axe and it would like chop him in half or like it'll turn into this animation. They tweaked it a little bit and then they changed it and it's just not as satisfying. It's still fun and it's still like it flows better into a combo. Like I see what they're mm-hmm. trying to do, but it's just like it's nowhere near as satisfying as when you land that fucking big ass cleave at the end of a combo. And you just like right, yeah. <laughs> chop them in half. That, that that's we'll say my well, that's I will say my biggest gripe. There is 
another gameplay aspect that goes into spoilers, which I don't know if you want me to talk about. I mean, I don't care. Okay, well, this is a pretty big spoilers, but you get to... Okay, so turn this off. If, if, yeah, you know, if, you're, yeah. if you're not finished with God of War, just mute for a little while or come or just, back, skip over. We're probably going to wrap this up after this. So you <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, you can play as Atreus, the son, at one point. Mm-hmm. He becomes a playable character. Yeah, so, I've seen I've seen a bunch of the gameplay for that. From my what I've seen online, the, the reactions are very mixed about being mm-hmm. able to do that. Some people hate it and think it slows down the gameplay. I like it because I am a I like I love bow and arrow like combat, mm-hmm. and that, that's just his character. And I, I I like I appreciate the change of gameplay, so it's not as stagnant. It's like oh, I'm just playing as Kratos this entire yeah, time. Yeah, just Kratos over and over and over and over and over. Right, and the the appeal with the the older trilogy games, it's like, well, the what, reason why you didn't get boring is you, you're killing gods, getting new weapons. But the story, like, the whole point, purpose of this game is that Kratos is changing. He's trying not to kill gods anymore. You know, he's not trying to be as violent anymore. So you're not, you know, killing gods, getting upgrades and all this stuff. So how do you change up the the gameplay, right? So it's like you mm-hmm. introduce different characters, do side characters, stuff like that. And I, I honestly, I, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. At least right yeah, now, I think it looks. I think it looks fine. You know, that's that's the first playthrough. We see how how it will fare. You know, when you replay it again, because right. like with Spider, a lot of people uh, are comparing it to the Miles Morales slash MJ missions in Spider Man, which I enjoyed when I first played it. Second playthrough, I fucking hated it. Like it just brought <laughs> it, it. It slowed it slowed everything down. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a drag to get through. Because the first one, first time you play through, it, like, oh, there's a little lore things that you can do, and it expl- expands the universe a little bit, and then, but once you do that the first time, it's like, okay, now, like, I just want to go back to swinging. God damn it! <laughs> right. So it doesn't seem like it. From what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it slows the game down too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was maybe like a part or so that maybe just took too long or something. Yes. Like I guess getting used to be playing as him. Um, the first time you do it kind of like the is, tutorial sort of part like yeah. playing as him like using your bow i feel like that probably just took a little too long yes, but other than 100%. that like then the then the gameplay starts picking up because i think you're fighting with thor thick thor yeah so. exactly because yeah, <laughs> and then it's like okay now it's kind of back to normal pace yeah they introduce it like with anger boda like they have this whole like introduction it's like oh shit you're playing as atreus now then like it like it's so that opening thing it's like I could see that part being really slow when you replay it because it's interesting when you're first playing because you're like, oh, Anger Boda, like the Ironwoods. It's like, oh, this is cool. But yeah, we'll see how that re- like feels like how that feels when you're replaying. Excuse me. Yeah, pr- probably when you're playing replay is probably not the best, but yeah. who knows? But it's a fun game. I, it's the first game that I've like had. I've been playing like I've been enjoying in a very long time. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we talked about previously like i just feel so burnt out in video games it's like finally it's something uh that i could uh enjoy again mm-hmm. you know fully so it's 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 nice yeah that is good i mean i i haven't really played too much of anything i play like a little bit of overwatch here and there but past few days not so much i've just been like watching stuff and listening to music <laughs> <laughs> so I need a game <laughs> that's more exciting. You need another Hitman game. I know. I, I'm dying for that. I don't know if they're coming out with one next year or not. 
or it's I, too long anyway. Maybe one of the three <laughs> or five Assassin's Creed games are coming out with next year. Oh hell yeah! Because they're like it's like they're doing like different types of games, right? It's like yeah, one's more right. open world, one's more stealth, right, or something like that. Yeah, I'm interested to hear more about that because I haven't played Assassin's Creed in so long. Yeah, the new ones aren't really up your alley because they became like more open world and then like Dark Soul esque, and then you're you like more like the assassin like Hitman, like. Part I, of yeah, it. I, I liked. Um, Syndicate. I kind of like the idea of the open world, oh. but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It. No. I don't know. I just never got sat down to like play with it, except for what was the last one, the the UK one, Brotherhood. The Syndicate. That was like syndicate yeah, yeah that, that was, was kind of open world yeah but that gameplay was still at least the old gameplay it, it was still similar yeah to it was kind of like a blend of both yeah. so it kind of was cool but then it was getting just you know it got super repetitive <sighs> i've had such mixed feelings about syndicate sorry well after we'll wrap this up after this but i have such mixed <laughs> feelings about syndicate because like uh, the world the characters i love you know like evie and jacob that's such a cool thing the mm-hmm. era of that time era of london that's yeah, so cool the, the music is mm-hmm. beautiful like I, that's I, why i like it yeah it's like the whole setting and aesthetic is fucking great but the gameplay but as soon as you start so repetitive like, yeah as soon as you have to go into each territory and just do basically the same, same like thing. six things over and over I was getting bored. Yeah, I'm so glad that's not a thing anymore. Like, that style of yeah. open world is gone. Uh, yeah, that was the last one that I played. And, you know, I've seen you play some of the others. And, I don't know, I just haven't It's not. It's not your like style. playing anything. It, it, like, yeah. It, it, yeah, like, if I wanted to play, like, a, you know, a Souls game, I'd play a Souls yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, even... Uh, I, ha- I still haven't even finished... Uh, What's it called? Sekiro. Oh, just, yeah. I, love I need Sekiro. to, but yeah. I just always get so bored all of a sudden. Just like I play it for like a few hours and then I'm just like, eh, I don't feel like playing it the next day. It's because it's very like directionless. So it's, not, it's it's hard to grip grip you back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's very much just like, all right, do whatever you want. You know, like you, you there's no like you have to go this way or they don't tell you which way to go. Right. It's yeah. That's the appeal. It's of those different games. than like Hitman where Hitman, I could take like hours just exploring a map. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just to just to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully uh, a new Hitman game comes out. That would be sick. Um, but i guess pretty much that's it for this episode um we will have two more episodes coming soon ladies and gentlemen uh rj is coming back hopefully for the next two we have scheduled it Mm -hmm. things may change but it's in the schedule for now we have booked it we penciled it in (laughs) (laughs) so um we should be recording a new uh episode in a couple of days uh this one should be up pretty soon i'm gonna try and edit it asap And then and, we'll be back uh, to our regular schedule. So we yeah, appreciate we stay on that. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Yeah, and don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe, like, smash the like button, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Uh, we, we still have our uh, mystery giveaway. If mm-hmm. any of you drop our Twitch link or our podcast link into a Discord, you know, with your friends, you know, your mom, whoever, if you share it with other people. You know, could be your mom. send us a screenshot. Kate to... Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> send the screenshot Kate to Kate. Blanchett. Send it. Send the screenshot to Kate Blanchett. <laughs> what is our? What's our email? Or you can message us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, RBS Podcast. 
It's in the um, description below or above. Yeah, it's in the description. And Stefan will send you something, a random gift. Or um, headphones. <laughs> or headphones. <laughs> and it will uh, be signed so by all three of us. Uh, yes. Two of yes. them will be, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Not counterfeit. Forged. forged. It'll be forged. <laughs> yeah, mine and RJ's will be forged unless Stefan can do some like cool like photocopying or something no. we just send them a no. signature that's so much work now and make it like even worse than like what your forged one was <laughs> i just take a picture of your signature and just i'll just stick, stick it to the yeah, thing. copy paste yeah. yeah there we go all right uh love you guys so yeah th- thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next episode peace bye